Welcome to the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Perda. I'm a life and marriage coach for moms, wife, mom of three, and I'm also an Aries, and for my fellow human design nerds, a sacral manifesting generator. This podcast is for women who want to be happier in their marriage as they navigate their journey through motherhood, even if you're like me and you weren't shown how while growing up. Inside, we're going to be talking about breaking generational cycles when it comes to how to handle conflict in healthy ways, redefining motherhood your way, and prioritizing your well-being because here, we believe that women don't have to sacrifice their happiness to be a great mom. And a quick note to mamas listening with kids around, you may want to pop your earbuds in because nothing is left unsaid on this show, which means there may be times where something I say isn't meant for little ears. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about when you don't feel supported by your partner. This is a big one, and I'm really excited to record this. So let's talk about what being a mom is like. (laughs) It just comes with so many expectations, right? From society from ourselves. We're expected to do all the cooking, the cleaning, the child rearing, the planning, and still holding a job. Then there's mom guilt, right? Where we grew up believing that taking care of ourselves was selfish. We've been taught to think of other people first and ourselves last, if at all. And the women before us, right? The generations before us wore selflessness as if it was a badge of honor. They're like, I do everything for everyone and I don't even do anything for myself. I don't know when the last time I bought something for myself was. I throw all these parties and I I cook all these meals from scratch and I sew all these clothes. And, you know, I mean, it was just a lot. Self-sacrificing is not how I choose to live. And I for damn sure don't want my daughter to live this way either. Not only that, but the women before us often complained about their husbands and how unhelpful they are. And that kind of resentment runs deep because I'm sure that they also heard that narrative growing up. And so I'm just curious, like, I wonder how many generations back it's almost like, you know, with, with storytelling and how that gets passed down from generation to generation and how the stories and the narratives that get passed down really affect how we see life, how we decide to move through life, the decisions that we make the choices we make, the the things we go after, the things that we avoid, our assumptions, our biases. And so I highly doubt that resentment is excluded from that effect that it has on us. And so it's very possible that you've had that ingrained in your mind growing up, right? The sayings like men, It's just one word, but you already know what that means. Or I do everything around here. 
no one ever helps me. If I'm taking care of everyone, who's taking care of me? Back then, marriage seemed very one-sided. Like when you, when you watch like those 50 shows, like I Love Lucy or um, what else was there? Bewitched. I love these shows. I Dream of Jeannie. It's like the women did everything, right? And the men went to work. Not to say that that doesn't take any effort in, in all of that, but it almost seemed like those roles were not equal. Men had the more quote unquote important job, and the women just took care of everything else, and it wasn't as respected. And I'm not saying any one job is harder than the other, but taking care of the home and the kids, that's a 24 seven kind of job. That's not something that just, you can like clock in and clock out from. And so all these phrases are filled with resentment and can have this effect where we automatically look for times when we're helpless. And when we're feeling unsupported in a relationship. And I know that's part of my narrative when I'm feeling burnt out. I automatically jump into victim mentality and I feel unsupported. I'm like, I'm burned out. I'm so stressed. And it's like, well, you, how come you're not doing this? And why am I doing everything? And I get really passive aggressive if I'm being honest with you. I snap, I get passive aggressive, I nitpick, I pick fights. And it's because I'm not doing well. And so it's almost like that phrase, right? Misery loves company. It's almost like that. I'm like dragging my husband down with me. And what I recently learned about that is that that's actually your nervous system dysregulated. And that just makes so much sense to me because I don't normally talk to my husband like that. We're actually great communicators with each other most times when we are doing well. But in the times where we're not doing well, that's where it's like, ooh, what's going on here? Someone's got some attitude (laughs) or someone's impatient or someone's taking things the wrong way. But I am not my mom and my husband is not my dad. And our marriage is not a carbon copy of either of our parents' marriage. And so in times like these, it's really helpful for me to remember who my husband is. Like, who is this guy that I married? And and this helps me combat the narrative that plays in my head very loudly, might I add, right? Because that narrative is so ridiculous. It, it almost like 
you know, back in high school when you're like writing a paper and they're like, okay, come up with your, uh, with your, wow, this is like so long ago. I don't remember what it's called. When you're supposed to like have this, um, point that you're proving and then you have to go find evidence in the book. And it's like, I don't know about you, but for me, like I was not great with, um, writing essays. And so sometimes <laughs> I'd be pulling stuff out of my ass, trying to like stretch it to provide some kind of support to my original, like, what is that word? This is terrible. <laughs> uh, to provide, you know, proof that my assertion, I think that's the word, assertion is backed up, right? And so that's what's going on in your mind in these times. It's like, oh, that statement or that that event, that does not provide support for this. And so we're just going to erase it from our memories uh, temporarily. And we're just going to keep looking for evidence that supports how we feel, which is unsupported. And so that's literally what happens in my mind. I completely forget all the times that he's been helpful and who he is as a person, which is a very kind human being. And I just like latch on to the times where he's not helpful and how I felt resentful and unsupported. And, and that basically ends up with me feeling even more upset because now it's like I'm digging my heels in this belief, this narrative that's playing in the background. But you know what? Like, there's been times where I've been both unsupportive and supportive. And I would hate for my husband to do the same to me, where he discredits or dismisses what I've done to demonstrate what kind of partner I am majority of the time because I made a misstep or because I lacked awareness or because maybe I was stressed out and literally did not have the capacity to support anyone outside of myself. And so why you might not feel supported by your partner can fall under a bunch of reasons. But the two most common ones include Number one, they're an asshole. They just don't care. They want you to do everything while they sit on their ass like they're a king and you are their servant. If this is your situation, it's possible that they're really an asshole and generally are not ready to be in a partnership, in which case you need to start loving yourself more by setting some standards for yourself and having real conversations with your partner and make decisions based on what they say. Or they're not an asshole and just need to be leveled with because they grew up thinking that pink jobs and blue jobs were normal and they're just doing what they know. Okay. So that's all number one. Reason number one. Reason number two, which I would say is majority of the time what's happening is that they're not a mind reader. They genuinely do not know what you want from them. And if this is the case, it's a great time for a self-assessment. If you think you're asking 
for support by only saying, I need your support, period, end of story. I hate to break it to you, but it's not enough. Like I wish it was because <laughs> that would be way easier, but it's not. Saying that you need support is just the beginning of the conversation, but it's definitely not all of it. It's too vague and it will only lead you to disappointment and resentment. And, and look, right? Like I want my husband to be able to read my mind in times of need as much as any other woman, but it's ultimately my job to figure out what I want and to share that with him. And trust me, I did not grow up seeing this, right? Seeing that it was the requester's job to figure out what they needed. So I learned this very much the hard way that we need to set our partners up for success. We're not dating anymore where playing games is cute, right? Playing games in a marriage is not cute. Ain't nobody got time for that. Unless, for whatever reason, you both know the rules in our game, then that's a different story, right? I'm not going to judge. That's that's on y'all. Personally, I don't have time or energy for that. So getting mad at your partner for not doing what you need because you didn't tell them exactly what you needed, well, I mean, how does it sound to you when I put it that way? That kind of just makes me think of like toddlers. <laughs> Have you ever had a toddler tell you they're hungry and you're playing this guessing game of what they want to eat, right? Only to then say in your head, of course, fuck it. I'm just going to make pizza because they got to eat, right? Before they get hangry and then things get worse. And then they get pissed at you because you were supposed to somehow know that they wanted a grilled cheese sandwich, even though that was one of the options that you gave them, but they said no. Or maybe they just ignored you. Toddlers can be so cruel. (laughs) But anyway, it's the same thing. You say you want support and they support you, but it's not how you wanted to be supported. So maybe you don't even notice that they did something to support you or their support creates more work for you. Or it's just not helpful, period. In their minds, they're like, You asked for support and I supported you. What is your deal? And they might even wonder, why is is she getting so upset? Why is she feeling so ungrateful? Like I just took time and energy to do this thing because she asked for help and now she's coming at me. What? And, And when we have that reaction, you know what that tells them? It tells them, don't bother trying again. Because like, why would someone want to experience that reaction again, where they like just took time out of their day and energy to help you when I'm sure they have plenty of stuff that they want to do, right? Because our priorities are not necessarily their priorities. Our emergencies are not necessarily their emergencies. Yeah. Not only that, but They might be like, you know what? I'm just not going to help until they give me clear instructions. So I'll just say, yeah, I got you. And then just wait. Or it tells them that 
you don't appreciate them and that they are not enough, that they're a failure as a partner, which doesn't feel good either. So let's not be like toddlers and communicate clearly. Set your partner up for success. Because when you're clear about what you want, you get what you want. And your partner feels good for helping you feel more supported, you know, at ease, loved. So in simpler terms, make it easy for your partner to help you. Being clear helps accomplish that. That's like a very win-win situation. It just requires a little bit of upfront work on your part, but you're the one needing support. So make it easy. Like, don't make it hard for people to help you. They won't want to help you. (laughs) So here are some helpful questions to help you communicate more clearly. Ask yourself, what does being supported in this situation look like for me? Right? You have this image in your mind of like, okay, this is what I want. And sometimes it doesn't leave our mind. And so if we're not actually verbalizing it, how can we expect our partners to know what success looks like? What does being supported look like for you? And then also, what does having support do for me? What is the impact of their help going to do for you? Thinking about it on this level Help them prioritize when to do it, how important it is to do it, and understands on a more specific level of like, why am I even doing this? When we know the impact of our actions or what's being asked of us, it drives us more. It, it acts as motivation. And it's almost like they become part of helping you accomplish whatever it is that you're accomplishing or helping you feel however you want to feel, right? So it's not just about, hey, go run these errands for me. Well, why is that important to you? What does that allow you to do? What does that allow you to feel? What does that help you avoid, right? These are all great questions to help you figure out, how can I be more clear? Why do I want this? What is it that I want, right? So in summary, odds are your partner is probably not an asshole. (laughs) Although sometimes it's way more fun to just think that it doesn't get us anywhere, right? It It doesn't help our relationship grow. And it doesn't help us become better communicators because communication is such a huge part of relationships, romantic and platonic and familial. And working on being able to communicate what it is that you need makes things go so much smoother. So maybe they just need some clear communication, some clear direction on how to be a great partner for you. Right. And also remember, this is a two way street. The relationship goes both ways. So 
consider doing the same for them as well. Maybe they're not on the path of like self-awareness and growth like you are, and they're not clear on how to communicate what they need. So maybe it's time where you can get curious and help them develop language on how to share whatever it is that they need support with. And then support them, right? And just keep doing that going forward. Communicate clearly. Be a partner. And then feel supported. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you didn't catch last week's episode, I did announce that the waitlist is now open for my upcoming program called The Embodied Wife. This program is starting in mid-May, and this is perfect for you. If you have been on that self-awareness journey and have noticed that everything works out great in your arguments when you're not that activated, you get to you know, follow the communication advice on how to have conscious communication to speak clearly and how to have a very like adult mature conversation so that you can move forward with your partner and grow closer together. But what about the times where you're really triggered or activated when all that stuff goes out the window and your mind is just like overwhelmed by your emotions, by that, that monkey mind of yours. What do you do then? This program is for those times to support yourself when you feel activated so that you can show up to your marriage from a place of acknowledgement for yourself and your experience, being able to self-validate and having that emotional resilience. And then having the space to actually be present with your partner instead of in your head, in your emotions, and acting out. I'm super, super excited to bring this to you. This is truly a program like nothing else. It involves both learning and experiencing. And I really tie in the mind and body connection inside this program. So I'm super excited for this to kick off in mid-May. Like I said, the waitlist is now open. And so if you're at all interested, check out the link in my show notes, sign up for the waitlist, and you'll be the first to find out when doors open to enroll. You'll even also get appreciation pricing for being on the waitlist and some special bonuses. And um, yeah, that's it. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll catch you back here next week for next week's episode. Bye. And that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Marriage and Motherhood podcast. I hope that this episode helps you deepen your relationship with your husband and more importantly, with yourself. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review it. Each review helps us to help more moms just like you have a more fulfilling life and marriage because we all deserve to have that and so much more. If you want to help spread the word, take a screenshot and share this episode on your IG stories and tag me at Michelle Perda Coaching. And if you'd like to request a specific topic for a future episode, put your request in by sending me a DM. See you back here next week. Bye.